and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant. I work at Tokyo Academics, and I have been doing admissions consulting for around 15 years now. And I wanted to use this podcast to share a little bit of my experiences and uh, ideas and insight with uh, you all. So today I want to talk a little bit about failure. Um, and the importance of it.、Um, I think it's something that has been on my mind a lot lately as students are submitting applications, taking on their, their next test,、um, and working towards the SAT or working towards finals. Right? There's a lot of、um, a fear of failure that I've seen develop. And when parents and families come to talk to me and they ask me, oh, I really want to help my child develop their profile or I want to help them build their X factor, I really want them to stand out. On the applications,、um, and they want to ask how to do it. And of course, there are strategies. There are a lot of different tactics and ways to help a student identify and build out their extracurriculars in order to help themselves stand out.、Um, but that's for another podcast. I think right now, one of the things that I really wish when I look at the students that I'm working with, when I look at the seniors, especially that I'm looking, working with some of them, what I wish they had more of when they were younger is failure. And、um, and I say this in the sense of not of like, I wish they had all gotten F's freshman year and therefore were able to fully realize how important their academics were. It's not really that,、um, but that I wish they had encountered more hardships. I think that one of the biggest challenges in、uh, admissions consulting lately has been、uh, really this idea of how do you get a student to demonstrate gratitude. Demonstrate humility, demonstrate grace、um, in their application. And those are things that can't really be trained.、Um, those are things that are really hard to put a finger on in terms of how do you help a student develop this. But one of those ways is through what I call kind of controlled critical failure or enthusiastic failure. A lot of different ways you can talk about it. But Finding opportunities for a child to experience the growth that can happen from failing in a safe environment and in an environment where、um, it's not that it doesn't matter, but is relatively in the big picture inconsequential. And one of the big things that I talk with a lot of parents of younger students about when I either start to take them on as a consultant or、um, they are asking for some advice is how do we? Give, put them in situations where they can experience not getting their way, where they can experience trying hard but still not getting the thing that they were working for. And how do we do that? And then surround them with a support system that can help them process it, that can help them talk through it, help them understand here's what you can gain from it, and then encourage them to do it again. And so,、uh, you know, especially for younger students, I think、uh, finding opportunities, whether that be at a summer camp or at, a,、um, at an internship or anything like that, finding ways to put them in situations where they're going to be challenged, where all of their hard work or all of their natural intelligence or all of these other gifts and things will still not be enough.、Um, and then making sure that there is a Conversation that happens afterwards, or that is a space for them to process. So the failure doesn't define them, right? It's really important to make sure that this is done right and done well. But I think that、um, giving kids credit, more credit than a lot of times we as adults tend to give them on how to rebound, how to respond, right? Because 
those little small failures build up to build resilience, but what they also build up to is an appreciation for success. I think what I've seen with a lot of students, especially students who are coasting through high school or are doing really, really, really well, is that um, they take success for granted. And because all of them have worked out how to cram everything the night before and then still get an A minus, still get a B plus, still do well, right? Um, just by cramming. And what that breeds over time is an underappreciation for the grind and underappreciation for how much effort, how much time really need to be poured into excellence. And, um, and it also leads to um, just not really appreciating the good um, that can come from failure. And so instead of taking risks, there's now this choice paralysis, right? Because that's the other side of it, is that students who um, have a very negative view, a fully negative view of failure, are not going to take risks. They're not going to step in things. They're not going to try. And that in its own way becomes incredibly, incredibly problematic as they get into high school and as they start to develop their own autonomy. What they will start using that autonomy for is standing still. Right? Whereas a student who has experienced a little bit of failure early on, experienced both the failure, but also the growth that comes from failure and has been able to sit down and process and experience the benefits of taking risks, now has the confidence to do so because they know even if I put myself out there, even if this doesn't work out, I will grow, right? Even if this doesn't happen exactly the way that I want it to, I want to take this on because it excites me. I want to take this on because it's challenging. I want to take this on because I'm curious, right? There are all these different things that opportunities that exist, especially in a world now with the internet, there are so many opportunities, so many things that can be done. Um, but a student who is unfamiliar or uncomfortable with the idea of failure uh, is not going to embrace these things, is not going to try. If you want to reach your university admissions goals, we've got you covered. Our team of admissions experts will take you through the proper steps to give you a competitive edge and help tell your unique story to admissions officers. From building a strategic school list to identifying your X factor, we'll build a plan that's tailored to you and help you stand out from the competition. If you'd like to talk to us, don't hesitate to reach out. We provide free consultations for high school students anywhere around the world. Email us at college at tokyoacademics.com. That's college at tokyoacademics.com. When a lot of students come to me and ask, oh, I'd like to get an internship. I'd like to get um, research. And I tell them, okay, well, um, do you know any professors? They're like, no. Um, can we find any professors? Uh, probably. And then we'll go onto an internet, go onto the internet, go to a university, and we'll find a bunch of the professors. I'm like, okay. Do they have emails? Yeah, they're right here. Okay. Why don't you email them? Oh, no, I couldn't do that. Why? Well, what if they say no? And that's it, right? The conversation for most students in most cases would end there. What if they say no? Full stop. And... My pushback to them is, and what if they say no? They probably will say no, 
right? But why do you always ask, what if they say no, instead of what if they say yes, right? And so what I've seen recently and what I've seen kind of across the board, especially in light of a pandemic where a lot of things that kids were working very hard towards, a lot of things that kids were really, really looking forward to were canceled, right? Whether that be um, kids who poured their heart and soul into getting that 1600 on the SAT and then now discover that most schools don't really care about it, right? Or kids who had this big project or kids who were really, really looking forward to this upcoming season of soccer, of baseball, of lacrosse, of swimming, and all of those things were shut down, right? And all of this, this, this round of kids, this generation of students have all had important things already taken away from them. And what they are coming to the table then, when through the kids that I see, through the kids that I interact with, what they're coming to the table with is this hesitation to engage in anything because who knows when the next big natural disaster is going to happen and take it all away from them. And so what already was kind of a fear factor that exists for any teenager has been amplified by um, circumstances uh, very much beyond their control. But where I feel our job as counselors, as teachers, as mentors, as guides, right, um, as the adults in the room is to encourage them to rediscover what can be gained from failure and to not let what if they say no, then therefore stop them from moving forward and instead ask, but what if they say yes and be more willing to take that gamble, to take that risk um, because there is both a combination of fear of failure and this fixation on a very utilitarian point of view that only the results matter. When the process is kind of everything. And um, and so what I would, I wanted to encourage students, parents, teachers, whoever is listening to this, is if you really want to help the student in your life grow, to think about, be very intentional about this, of course, but think about the ways that you can start to introduce failure, a healthy view of failure, failure not as this identity-defining thing, failure not as this huge roadblock towards future success or this permanent scarlet letter on their, on their score chart, right? but to think of failure as um, the breakage that builds muscle. That's what we do when we work out. We stretch everything until it fails. And then the body has to build it back stronger. And um, and how do you do that in not just in a situation where they can do so safely and feel comfortable taking the risk and deal with the failure, but it's not just about the failure. It's about what you do after that, right? What conversations do you have? What process do they go through? Do they get up and try again, right? And building that reflex of a willingness to try, building that mindset of I'm going to take on this risk because I think even if I fall short, it's worth it. And then if I do get there, if I don't fall short, if I make it, it's huge. That mindset is going to equip them to be effective and successful when all of the training wheels get pulled away. My most successful students my most, the kids that I am most impressed by as high school students 
are all students who, when I dig a little bit deeper with them, every single one of them has struggled with something at some point. And it doesn't matter the magnitude of it, right? There's no, it's, all that matters is that it was serious for them. And by struggling through it, by getting over it, right, they were able to see, okay, that sucked, but I'm still here. Let's try it again, right? And so I think rather than always doing our best just to get kids to be successful, I think it's really important to take a step back and think long-term and think about what are the safe, helpful ways we as the adults in their lives can set them up to fail a little bit because maybe that is the most important thing we need to do in order to set them up to succeed. All right, so just a little bit of rambling there today. I just It's been top of mind for me as I've been working with a lot of students who are incredibly stressed, who are really, really burnt out, um, and are kind of right on the cusp, right? And not a lot of the early decision announcements are going to be coming up uh, in, a mo- in about a month, right? As, as I, as a counselor, start to prepare for how to engage in these conversations for students who are going to get bad news, how to engage with students who are going to get these rejections, but also how to engage with students who are going to be getting into their dream school. It's top of mind for me of how we are equipping the next round, the next generation, the next group of kids to respond to the reality that not everything is going to work out. And when it doesn't work out, what do you do? So just some thoughts there. And uh, hopefully hopefully this was useful to you, um, that you can start thinking about ways to set yourself up to struggle, set yourself up to fail, or as parents, how can we create a jungle gym that has some padding so that a kid can fall and we can have a conversation about it and they can learn and they can build autonomy, they can build self, they can build resilience, right, and then move forward. Right, so hopefully this was helpful, purposeful, and useful to all of you. Um, and that's it for me for today. Um, and remember, the key to getting in is getting ready and also maybe failing a little bit.